Greetings, loyalists and heretics. Welcome to Iron and Ceramite, where we once again enter the warp without an astropath. everyone and welcome to the pilot episode of the iron and ceramite podcast my name's john one of your hosts and i'm joined by my friend shane hi all tom hi guys and dave hello everyone so this is another warhammer podcast and i'm sure there are more experienced podcasts out there that talk about warhammer but that's sort of the point we have all limited experience but we've all discovered it over the last few months or rediscovered it and we've all grown to love it, love the law, and love everything about it. Uh, we are aiming to have this podcast to learn a bit more about Warhammer, get ourselves from just reading a few books and looking at Wikipedia articles to actually learn how to play the game and getting to know everything we can. Uh, so we've all picked it up probably during the pandemic. Um, other guys, Shane and Tom, a bit more experience. Um, so we're going to just sort of introduce ourselves, how we got into it and uh, why we're so interested and why we're so keen. Um, so who's actually been into Warhammer the longest, do we think? Probably you, Shane? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, from a chronological point of view in uh, when, when I first started it. But I, I, I think like a lot of people that start early, they take a big break from the hobby. Um, so I know like just from, you know, reading things online, you see a lot of people start when they're, kids like in secondary school and that sort of thing and then we'll you know take a big break and I think that was definitely the case for me I think as soon as I started discovering discovering uh beer that kind of uh, put a bit of a pause on it uh, until until I got a bit older um so probably had a you know 15 20 year break from the hobby from third edition to uh to ninth so although I although I've been in for into it for a while and always kept an eye on it um it was one of those ones that uh yeah, life life gets in the way, but uh, I suppose lockdown. One of the things with lockdown has given everyone a bit more time, and uh, meant I could get the minis back out again and start painting them. So uh, that that's kind of like the, the journey I've gone on, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't know it really anything about it, other than there used to be a shop nearby um, <laughs> that looked cool, but was too expensive for me to go into. Um, and then obviously working with Tom, he used to read the books uh, at work. I was well, that looks good, but never had time to really get into it. And it was only because Tom sent me a bombardment of YouTube videos not too long ago that I sort I of picked pissed. it up. I was pissed, so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that five minutes? Did that, um, I was going to say, did that shop have the giant marine on top of it? And yeah, that was, yeah. Is that, and, uh, I believe that marine is actually now up in Warhammer World. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, that, that's probably um, the aim, of the aim, isn't it? We'll do a, uh, a road trip up there one day. Yeah, and Phil was all staring at the big one and going, oh, I, I saw that once. I've seen that. <laughs> it was actually supposed to be, it's supposed to be um, life-size um, space marine, how it was built to be as big as one of them actually is in real, in real life, should it, should it be real, if you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I never oh, knew that. Yeah. So I think it was around about eight foot tall and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, all I all I knew is my dad said, "If you misbehave, that come alive and chase you." So I was always quite good. <laughs> and too so scared to bit, go in there. So he was a bit stupid as a kid as well, then. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't grown up or learned any different. I'm still cool. paranoid. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. So and then Tom, obviously, 
my, probably my first uh, experience into Warhammer is probably through you, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it, was, well, it was in videos I sent you, wasn't it? Because I used to tell you that I read the books anyway, because it was easier to read the books at work than to work. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's originally why I started reading them. Then obviously I got into them quite heavily. Um, obviously, I loved um, Space Wolf. Uh, for, I, know, I know you read it as well, John. Yeah. And um, you thought it was pretty good, but, you know, it wasn't the best, maybe. But it was a good introduction for me, reading Space Wolf and Gotrek and Felix and the Warhammer fantasy side of things. Um, yeah, and then I started bombarding you with the Horus Heresy stuff, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. The Which videos. I did listen to. <clears throat> I did listen to. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but then I just never had time to pick it up because I looked and thought there's thousands of books I'm never going to get around to. But hmm. here we are now. And then, uh, yeah, so I was, I remember looking for something else to read and I just typed in uh, Warhammer books, intro into Warhammer. Um, and I got recommended the Eisenhorn one just off of a search. And Great I think book. I read those, the first three Eisenhorn books in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think, I think three I of think us have just, done that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was the same with the Eisenhorn. I mean, I've, I've known Tom for probably about 10 years now and he originally sort of got me into the whole Warhammer thing. Um, I was always reading his books and you'd ask the occasional question. Um, we used to game together, so you obviously had the, um, the Space Marine game. I did play a bit of sort of Dawn of War and all bits on my own as well. Um, but it wasn't until lockdown and, and, like you said, the sort of bombardment of you two saying, check these out, look at this. <laughs> that sort of eventually wore me down a bit and sort of made me look into it a bit more. Um, obviously, started with the Eisenhorn um, Omnibus and loved that, really enjoyed that. Um, and then obviously Space Wolves and Hell's Reach, which got me into Black Templars, and here we are now. Yeah, well that's it. When um, I was reading the books, I thought, you know what, I'd actually like to play the game. I've always wanted to, but I don't know how. And I thought, well, I know that Dave will like some of this, so I'm going to bombard him and, and <laughs> wait until he's committed. <laughs> and then I get Tom in it as well, and then we'll, we'll all just start playing together, because I didn't want to do it by myself. And oh, no, no, think, no, it, it works, it works very well. It was actually quite sly, wasn't it? Because you was messaging me, like, to my personal thing, saying, we've got to get Dave into it. We've got to come up with a plan to get Dave into it. Because it can't just be me. We need more people. Like, quite, yeah. okay, cool, we'll sort it out. We'll, we'll get on to him. I think that's one of the things that's actually surprised me about Warhammer in general is that the amount of people that are into it when you start talking about it and then all these people who seem a bit shy about it and go, oh, no, actually, I'll play that as well. And then eventually, because yeah. yeah. I've, I've met people yeah. at work, but before I started saying, oh, yeah, I'm into Warhammer. I've, I've started doing this. They'd never ever mentioned it before, and they're now they don't show up, and it's all they talk about. So it's quite nice to have that community as well. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that was the same as you, John, wasn't it? Because you've got your friends um, from your army days, and like you said, yeah. you, Bradley. You said he just yeah. popped out of the blue and went, "What? I've known you for years, and I didn't even know that you like, you know." Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised by the few people that have said, "Oh yeah, I like Warhammer," because we've never talked about it before. But I suppose you don't, do you? No, we keep that quiet. <laughs> we're out in out in public. We keep that quiet, and then if we yeah. know someone likes it, we're like, "Oh, it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it for five hours. Yeah. Like, and that's what I want to do because I think it's cool, and I don't really care anymore. So, I'll I'll, I'll talk about it all day, <laughs> and I need somewhere to talk about it. That's why we're doing this because I I know I can see people's eyes glazing over at work when I say, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm going to yeah. paint some Warhammer this weekend," and they're like, "Oh, not again." Yeah, congratulations, mate. <laughs> yeah. so talking about painting so what um your army you mentioned black templars dave how far are you with your black templars um, why black templars so 
Re- reading Hell's Reach um, sort of got me into Black Templars originally. Um, and then I looked a bit more into the lore and I just couldn't decide. Originally, I was going to go for Space Wolves because I like all my sort of Viking stuff and all bits and bobs like that. Man um, bun. I used to have a man bun. Um, <laughs> and so originally, I was going to go for Space Wolves and then started looking into Black Templars and I just really enjoyed the lore, really enjoyed all the sort of... Um, <clears throat> the sort of fanatical side of them that they're just so um so i think everything that you sort of expect a space marine to be just completely dedicated to to just purging and and being sort of what you are wanted from a space marine army um, you like the close combat stuff as well didn't you sort of yeah absolutely so um because i'm a bit thick for all the shooting stuff so i'd rather just get in there and just, yeah. get, just get it done sort of thing so um so yeah the, the black templars really appealed to me and i started off with a firstborn um army um, and that was mainly just so I could paint to a level when I eventually get a Primaris that isn't completely awful. I'm not quite there yet, but I've started to, hopefully for Christmas, Santa brings me lots of Primaris. <clears throat> but um, So I started with the first one, got a few squads um, of just tactical marines, got a Rhino, Predator, um, and some more closer, obviously the Sword Brethren, be without them, with the Black Templar army. Um, I've got the Emperor's Champion. Um, but yeah, I have a cool model, man. It is a love. It is a model. It is a, re- it is a model. It's a really nice model. Um, and I'll, I'm hoping to do a um, a kit bash one with Primaris, sort of Empress yeah, Champion as well, awesome. eventually. Um, but I want to improve my painting before I get the more sort of character ones like Grimaldus or or Hellbrecht, because I just don't want it to be a splodge of colour. I want to actually do it a bit of justice. So I haven't got too many characters yet, but I've just <laughs> got enough to sort of get me on the table, learn a bit more. Yeah. I think out of all of us, you've done it properly, haven't you? Because you've actually got like a playable army right now that are all sort of um, consistent. They all, they're all, you know, in shape. Yeah. You could just, you could just go to a table and play right now. Whereas me and John have yeah. just sort of like done a bit of, well, I've done a bit of everything and John's sort of like <laughs> half into the books, half painting. Yeah. You no, know, So you've done well with that, I think. I mean, when we get to yeah. your level, at least we can have a good game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with the, with the reading side of it and the law side of it, I think I'm quite far behind because both all of you have sort of looked into it a bit more but with the model side of things i've actually got a, a, a relatively decent sized army down there yeah i, I um, saw, I saw some of the pictures of the army on insta and they, they look really good did you have any trouble with like the transfers on the shoulder pads or anything like that because they all look really Orig- bang on. originally yes so I do, I, a lot of what i'm doing is just putting the really bad ones at the back <laughs> <laughs> so i managed to get them on all right i've wasted a fair few but i think um watching a few t- tutorials on youtube um and watching how like sort of a bit of advice from other people um, and just doing it i think it's the same with everything that you do in this sort of um with the painting and the um actual sort of putting transfers on and whatever you just need to do it over and over and over again until yeah, you yeah, can definitely. do it to a, a reasonable level <laughs> and i still muck up i mean on my predator i put a fair few transfers on and then handled it and ripped half of them off and had to do it all again so I still do stupid things and and don't get it right but i think it's just trying and just keep going and I eventually a, it looks half learned decent a, i learned a small tip for you dave the other day um if you have you got any gloss varnish you know the little um vallejo stuff you can get, mm. you no, get that yet, and no. just put put a tiny bit of that on the shoulder before you put them on and it slips on mm. a lot easier okay oh yeah oh there you go tips very well i'll give that a go it works <clears throat> fair enough and tom is the man who started with orcs and uh has painted what one three actually <laughs> three <laughs> but yeah 
No, I started with Hawks because um, that's originally when I got, originally when I first went to the store, I must have been about eight or nine. And like everyone who's a kid, like, you know, you look at the figures and they're so well detailed and everything. And you just sort of think this is so cool. But then, like you say, they're expensive. You don't really get into it. You don't want your friends to take the piss is one of the biggest things yeah. as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. and, um, so then I grew up. Um, I kept some of the orcs I got given for my birthday when I was young. I just started painting them. I, I painted that one you saw, John, didn't you? I made him yeah. the uh, yellow, yellow and uh, pink um, arm, armor sort of thing. And uh, yeah, it just went from there, really. But to be honest, I just thought Space Marines are better. They're just better all round. Orcs are too... If you want to have a bit of fun sort of thing, yeah, go for Orcs. Because they can be devastating or they can be bloody awful. But I wanted yeah. a bit of consistency when I played. And there was a bit more straightforward sort of thing. So I went for Space Marines in the end and obviously Blood Angels. Oh, yeah. Apparently, from what, what I've heard in ninth, uh, the Orcs have not had a good time of it. They've uh, they're not quite as good as they were in eighth, and also oh, yeah, they go because they're because <laughs> they're a horde army. They cost more. You need more models, mm. so you yeah. just end up end up spending loads on it. Same as if you'd like Tyranids or anything like that. Lots of uh, you need lots of models, lots of plastic, and lots of space to put them. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And Shane, you've got some pretty old school models that you've been paint showing up recently. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Well, as I said, it was like when I was a kid, I went for Space Wolves um, when I first got into it because in the original like third edition, you got like twenty of the really old school Marines. I think I've still got one upstairs, but like they're 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 really really basic. They're very similar to that um, sculpt we were talking about on top of the to the top of the shop. They all look very much the same. But I did buy the original. I think they're the ninety two or ninety three cast of Ragnar. Ulrich, Najal, and a tech priest, and then also a pack of uh, blood claws, um, which had been hidden away in, a, in an attic uh, at my parents. And I finally got, got them. And this was after I'd bought the first Strike and No No Fear box sets, because uh, as I said, lockdown, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get back into, back into 40K. Mm. And uh, then I thought, you know what, I'm going to get them down and finally paint them. So they'd been up there, still in their original sort of lead finish for 20 plus years and it was like right let's get them down and get them painted so they've finally got paint on them now and they're not looking too bad um but um yeah i've, I've got enough gray plastic to get to about 2,000 points of space wolves but it needs needs a lot of conversion and a lot of painting so it's going to be a while before i'm anywhere near uh your black templars um dave it's going to be a while before i get to to that level of painted one of the things that i did that's actually held me back over the summer was i did i got no no fear and first strike and started painting them and then i was like i don't want to get straight into 40k i want to i want to have like an enclosed box set i don't remember if you ever remember the games hero quest or space crusade or anything like that where you could play like an entire game in itself you didn't have to collect any more models than was actually there so i got the games workshop uh blackstone fortress game um, which is set in 40k and has a load of the miniatures and i just ended up painting through them so i've got about 40 odd miniatures that I've painted, but they're just for the Blackstone Fortress. So there's all sorts mm. of different ones in there, like, you know, a couple of Chaos Space Marines, load of uh, Traitor Guardsmen, some, uh, some various <clears throat> creatures and stuff like that. And then a load of little heroes, like Rattling Twins and stuff like that. I'll share all the pictures with you when, uh, when I get yeah. around to them. But that took me what, most of the, the summer. Uh, what's the uh, Blackstone Fortress based off of, anything? Yeah, well, just an independent game? So it's so they used to do well. Games Workshop used to do a spin-off of the fantasy called Warhammer Quest, which was mm. 
you know, a bit like D&D, but simplified. So everyone would pick a character. You've got like a load of stats for that character. And then you go through different dungeons and it builds up depending on what you're doing. So you get a load of like board tiles and every time you'd, you know, investigate a room and stuff like that. So it's a bit like D&D. And then they decided, I think it was last year, to release one for 40K, which is the Blackstone Fortress. Now, I think, Tommy, you might know a bit about Blackstone Fortresses because they're in the book. No? Not so much, to be honest. Oh, I mean, oh, okay. is, is, it, um, is it Necrons? Or that's, where Necrons? The, that's, that's where they think it comes from. But um, Abaddon found one for his um, last crusade, and that's what he crashed into Cadia to bring it down. So he crashed yeah. one of the Blackstone Fortresses into Cadia to, to finally uh, break the gate um, and make it, make it fall. <laughs> But um, I know Cadia had the pylons, didn't it? Was it yeah. Cadia that had the pylons? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. actually read many of the new books going into the like when Gilliman, you know, come back and the th the, is it the thirteenth Black Crusade? It's, it's the thirteenth one, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't really read anything up to there. That's actually something that's on my to-do list, to be honest, to get back into that bit, the newer stuff. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't gone there yet. Yeah, so basically, <clears throat> the Bl a Blackstone Fortress is this um, like big, like uh, think of a Space Hulk, but bigger. And it's like a, a living ship, as it were. And it's made of uh, like blackstone, which is obviously mm. something the Necrons have used. And it's got like warp properties because that's apparently that's what the Necrons used to keep the warp in check. Was these uh, things made mm. uh, the, the pylons? Um, and so, what you do is you play as because it's on the edge of Imperial space. So you play as one of a number of Imperial characters, all with like shady secrets about what they're doing, like. You can play as like an Eldari, as a Rattling twins, which are like these little like midget people, like characters, um, a bit like the uh, the Hobbits. So a bit like oh, Hobbits, okay. but they're, they're they're snipers, and they've got anyway. There's the Rattling guys. Then there's like uh, a uh, Imperial robot from the Age of uh, Technology. So he's he's a uh, AI and is not strictly allowed. He'd be like decommissioned on site if he was in the wider Imperium. And yeah. you play as all these different characters and you just explore this this fortress uh, that, that changes as you play. And the idea so is... Like, we, like a proper quest, almost like a D&D &D style thing, isn't it? That, really? That's exactly it. And you play... Oh, yeah, through, cool. I think it's like, it's like eight or nine different missions. And the idea is you have to try and get all the way through it and unlock like your character's secret in the heart of the Blackstone Fortress. But in this fortress, it's like a whole like group of bad guys, including... Um, like a Chaos Space Marine war band that got caught in there when their ship crashed into it and like a load of traitor guardsmen and stuff like that. So it's quite oh. interesting. A lot of lore to mm. it. But as I said, it did distract me from painting my, um, my, my Space Marines because I was painting all of that up. Yeah. Is that something that's like recent or are, this, are they older games they don't do anymore? No, the Blackstone is, uh, as I said, that was released, I think that was only last year. It might have been, oh, a, right. bit, it might have been a year before that. But it's, it's, so it's all 8th it's all edition. Um, so you can actually, it comes with the, oh. um, the data sheets so you can play with any of those characters in your armies if you wanted to. So like the, uh, like the Chaos Space Marines, for example, one of them, he is just like a Chaos Lord. So you could have him as a, as a standard model in your... Uh, uh, Black Legion if you wanted to I think that's one, one of the things that I do really like about Warhammer as well and obviously mm -hmm. I haven't got into it too much but you've obviously got Necromunda um, you've got um, the Blackstone Fortress and all other bits and sort of offshoots um, Blood Bowl all bits yeah. and bobs like that so there's all sorts of different games where you can play that's not just straight up battles and bits and bobs like that so I think that's quite interesting I wouldn't mind 
sort of exploring that a bit in the future after I've built a bit more of an army to play with. And... I think Blood Bowl looks really cool, man. It's interesting you should yeah. mention that. Someone at work, you know, Glenn, um, he started to collect that again. And the <coughs> figures look amazing, like yeah. really cool figures. And they're going yeah. into it quite deeply, it seems like, deeply, um, uh, Games Workshop this this uh, this time around. So I think that'd be a good one to go for. Oh, we've got to finish off the first armies. We've, we're working on no, it a minute. We're going to start a second game. No, no. <laughs> Do I what I do. The... Just have your nose in everything and get nothing done ever. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> it is a tradition with Warhammer as well, isn't it? It's just never actually finish a project. Yeah. I know, but I'd, I'd like to play a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember um, Blood Bowl coming out years ago. I remember uh, a couple of friends got me for one birthday um, a box. I think it was like Lizardmen from probably Sigma. And I took them home come out got some paints painted one model realized this is the worst thing i've ever done <laughs> put it away with a hump because it looked awful <laughs> and never touched it again um, how long ago was but that then they had oh i mean i was like 13 so oh so it probably would have been from warhammer fantasy ago. back then then yeah because sigma weren't around yeah. but yeah yeah fantasy i'd say oh yeah yeah so long long time ago and then i remember because they they had um quite a few toys most none of it was painted but uh they had all the rules in that. And I just remember going around a couple of times and trying to figure it out. But between the three of us, and as you've already mentioned, I'm not the smartest child in the world. Uh, we couldn't figure it out. So we just sort of did what you normally do as kids and just bash them together. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. But they also had Blood Bowl on, their, on the PC. I remember playing that a few times. I thought, thought that was good. But never, re- never connected the two. I never realised it was uh, all part of that one universe. Yeah, the uh, the... the... I don't know if, any, if anyone plays PlayStation. The uh, Blood Bowl they've got on the PlayStation is, is all right. It's pretty good. Pretty uh, accurate to the last edition of Blood Bowl, anyway. But it is obviously still turn-based, though, isn't it? Yeah. The game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still turn-based. Oh, as I said, I, I used to play a lot of the uh, uh, second edition when I was when I was younger because uh, my my dad and my uncles were all into that. So they they used to be like Saturday mornings we'd play in a league. And so I had, uh, I used to run the dwarves, which were terrible. I always used to get beat because they can't run anywhere. They're, they're, they're mm. too slow, but they could all block, take a hit and thump everyone else. So uh, never scored many points, but always used to upset the uh, the adults by uh, killing their players. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, obviously you mentioned the PlayStation. I think that's another thing that I, I would like sort of games workshop Warhammer in general to go into obviously they've released a few games obviously they've got Vermintide um, and the new one that I can't remember its name of this, um, Dark Tide it's just got Dark Side. that's the one um, but obviously me and um, as I mentioned earlier me and Tom used to play Space Marine um, on the PS3 I believe PS3 yeah. or PS4 um, and that was an absolutely cracking game and I think that that sort of thing would have such a good sort of following as well it's a shame that they don't do that more because Space Marine, I think it was a really, really interesting game. The the, the gameplay was quite good. The the tactics of it were quite good. And it was just quite a good laugh just to go smash the orcs and see how many you can take down. And mm-hmm. hopefully they go further into that because I enjoy that side of it as well because often you have to set up your painting. You have to get everything ready, get everything out, get it all set up. Whereas obviously you can sort of dip into a book or you can dip into the, the game side of things. So I think it's a lot easier to do that sometimes than set up and get ready to paint for a few hours because it's not as if you can get much achieved in half an hour of painting. So yeah, yeah. hopefully they release a few more sort of 
games. I still, I, still, I still think the perfect idea for a game is to have an Inquisitor and have it like an open world game, but it's sort of like Skyrim-esque, you know, so you're, you know, you're that character. You mm. can sort yourself out with different um, load-ups and things like that. That's what they need to do and have it more human based around Imperial Guard and that, and then occasionally a Space Marine will come in instead of, yeah. I think, when you put it about the Space Marines, it's just a bit, bolt, you know, like bolt of porn, like they say. Yeah. It'd be good if they could have yeah. like a bit more of an in, in-depth game where people could actually sit, follow through a storyline. Because like what interested me most about um, Space Marine the game, the actual um, the uh, like the storyline, you had the Inquisitor in it, didn't you? Yeah. That, that 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 shady guy, you wasn't quite sure if he was on your side or not, or chaos or, or what was going on with him. But yeah, I think that'd be really good if they went into that a bit more. Because like they had Inquisitor Marta, but that's just and it really. I mean, you know, it's, it's not <laughs> it's it's not done properly. They don't they didn't put the money into it and have it as a yeah. as an open world game, which is what they should do. It surprises me how unmainstream like Warhammer really is because I mean I've mm. only read a few of the books, but what I've read is fantastic. Like the universe itself is so vast, and ha- I mean maybe they could get the money and take on some sort of MCU version of it. I know that there's like the mm. talk about they were starting an Eisenhorn series, but then mm. the argument is like, well, how do you um, bring a Space Marine to the screen and all this sort of stuff? But <laughs> Why no one's done it properly yet is beyond me because really it's it's fantastic. Like yeah. it's almost one of my fa- like I mean like I said six seven months I've been in, into this hobby and it's already one of my favourite sort of fandoms um, so to speak. Like it's probably got a, even a deeper universe than even Star Wars. Like if you look at the different yeah. characters and just so much backstory and books to it, uh, the fact that it's not just more out there baffles mm. me. I still think it's because the amount of money they make anyway from just the figures yeah. and the game side of thing, and they just think, is it worth the risk and our time? And you know, because we can just bring out a new game, uh, a new box set or whatever, and literally like the Indominus, people will go mad over it. Yeah, so yeah. I think they just at the end of the day, it's all about money, isn't it? And it is a business, and uh, yeah, I guess so. they, that's the, that's the way they do it. Not that we would, uh, you know, we'd love a game and all that, but yeah, yeah. And I think like you say, like the the Battle Force ones that they released. Uh, couple of months ago they were all sold out online straight away almost yep. to me i don't i don't think i even actually managed to click on it before it was sold out no and um and like you say when they're successful it, why change it but it is a shame because i think that yeah. they've got such a big following even like a film franchise or sort of um something like that where they could do like a series even if it's animated like the clone wars with star with star wars with the clone wars even if it was animated i think they could have a really big following from that and make yeah. some interesting story and sort of expand the lore a bit more as well. So if, hopefully if in the future they do something like that. But If they had really good voice actors, that could definitely work. Because like the Space Marine movie, right, everyone hates it. Yeah, and the, the graphics in it were terrible. Um, the storyline was shit because they went away from what it was supposed to be. Because it was actually written, I think it was written by Dan Abnett, maybe, originally. But they just completely changed it to what they wanted to, to make it shorter. Mm. More like, you know, ultramarines, we're yeah. this, we're, you know, rather than anything interesting but the voice actor work was amazing in that film um, yeah. the film was just crap apart from that so yeah if they did that Dave mate I'd definitely watch that I think that'd be awesome have you seen that YouTube channel Astartes yeah that's great man yeah, yeah. yeah. If you did that with that with the yeah. uh, that voice acting because it was like I can't remember it Sean, Sean Pertwee someone like yeah. that did the Ultramarines oh really combine those two you'd, it'd, be, it'd be amazing because that yeah. that Astartes channel like, I can't remember is it four or five videos it's Five, just intense, yeah, like really good. Yeah, yeah, that was exceptional. Yeah, exceptional. It's the same with um, 
Hell's Reach, the guy who's done like the only, his own animation and voiced and voiced all that. That that, that video is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, if they did that with more of them, more of the, I mean, I know that was a Space Marine Battles novel, and not everyone likes them because they are once again a bit bolt upon. But if they did it in that, in that, um, in that sort of Shane, Shane loves that term. Do um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if um, if they did that in that in that sort of fashion with any of the other books, I mean, imagine even doing that with the Eisenhorn book and having it in that dark, yeah. grim, grim, sketchy, yeah. shady. That would yeah, be amazing. Yeah. Some sort of, yeah, like you say, some low budget arty twist to it. Just you've got the voice acting already there. Yeah. And you, yeah, just put some visuals to it, stick it on YouTube or whatever. But I'm not talented enough to work that out. <laughs> the funny thing was, I don't know if you thought the same with regards to the, um, the Hell's Reach um, short TV series thing they did. Uh, the first probably three or four episodes was really sketchy. And then it got a little mm. bit better. And then it got too good and it made it worse. <laughs> Yeah, Did they you know went I mean? too 3D. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, it was like basic. Oh, this is pretty interesting. And then you halfway through. Oh wow! The, like keep a little like bit this. of color, touch of color, and then, and perfect. Yeah, and then they sort of really 3D animated it on the cheap and sort of mm. uh, took you back out of it. It looks a bit like some of my models. It was better when it was all their eyes like that. It was better when it was just grey plastic. No, you've come a long way, man. I think definitely. Like in the in the last couple of models you've done, mate. Honestly, compared to them first ones, where like you said yourself, it was just like a bait. What was it like? A five year old's been chewing on them. I say. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, but the last. I mean, great, and that's man. yeah. I mean, because I, I bought the um, first strike set, thinking mm. oh, I'll just do the marines. I, I want to do marines. Want to do marines. Um, I'll never. I'll probably never touch whatever them aliens are. They don't. Look, they don't look too good. And then. Being just uh, the way I am, jumping in two feet first without knowing anything, I thought, well, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do ultramarines because everyone does ultramarines. So let's pick something else. We went for the uh, Imperial Fists, and like you know how that went. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one, one of the hardest colours to pick to start with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and then ignoring all the advice of just watch these tutorials. Watch the tutorials. They tell you how to paint. I was like, no, I can figure it out. It's just paint. Yeah. Slap it on. Slap yeah. it on. And then I was like, Joe, you know I'll try some of these, uh, some of these death guard and see how they go. And I think partly because they're supposed to look disgusting, uh, my painting style really went with it. I thought at the time, I was like, yeah, this, this, this hides, hides the fact that I still can't paint after all these years. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, now, like you say, I look at the first couple of uh, plague marines I've done compared to the new box set. And they're awful because like I say, originally I was just blobbing the paint mm. on slapping it on don't need to do two thin coats one fat one thick coat looks good enough <laughs> yeah. um, stay out stay out no, here, it, it really it? doesn't <laughs> just dipping it in and yeah. then hoping for the best you know you're, you're right um i'm definitely picking it up as we go along but that's also like partly why we're doing this because yeah that tom you're really great with experimenting uh stuff you just you're, you're just buying stuff still Everything talking about warhammer here john <laughs> <laughs> No, just talk about you. I just the only reason we're here is so I can just talk about how great you are. Well, I, I, do you know yeah. what? That's good. Go for it. Yeah, but um, enough lying. Your your painting's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> what I was uh, yeah. getting at. No, do you I, guys? I, just, I was going to say, do you guys all use a wet palette? I did, but I got yeah, rid of setting it up. To be honest, and just went back to um, doing it off of a plate. I've got these load of load of cheap like ceramic plates that I yeah. just keep washing off. I just use them. 
because that's like I, I, I like I. It's not a good purchase. So I got because I got it in front of me. I got the uh, you can't see it, the Citadel palette pad. Yeah. Um, thinking that that's that solved my problems, but it's not that good. And I keep seeing everyone saying you should use a wet palette. And I'm like, can I recommend I something for do. that? Yeah, yeah. The wet the wet palette. What was the one I got? The Army Painter wet palette. Which comes, it's about £15. It comes with two sponges set for it. And yeah. it's, it's really good. I'm not going to say it's the best thing out there because I'm not experienced enough to know that. But when I have used it, it's perfect for what I needed. It's just a bit irritating to keep setting it up and cleaning the thing off and putting it back in. And, you yeah. know, but it comes with like 50 sheets as well. So you, it will last for ages. And for 15 quid, it's not too bad. Okay. I'll, I'll give that a look. What, what, about, what about you, John? How do you find the, the wet palette? I've been making my own one because I saw a, um, one tutorial I actually paid attention to where someone just made one. So it's um, just a pl little plastic lid, um, mm. three squares of kitchen roll folded up um, so it fits, cut the ends off, and then you just put a bit of um, grease paper on the top yeah. and, fold it, and fold it in and then just fill it up with water so the tissue's like nice, not soaking wet, but damp. And then the paint lasts for a couple of days. So if I have a yeah. couple of days off, yeah. I set the wet palette up first, um, and then I tip quite a bit of um, Def Guard Green out, and that will last me two or three days. Um, and do you find it better, like when when it goes on the models, is it better? Yeah, I, I find it because it, it just sort of stays. You don't have to keep worrying about <clears throat> like, dipping it in and get getting your brush too wet because yeah. it's already a bit moist. You might have to do a little bit. Um, and obviously, I, I'm sort of trying to figure it out as I'm going along, but. Yeah, when I've done it on just a normal palette, I just feel like you're wasting a lot of paint. Like I feel like I'm brushing yeah. it into the yeah. into the paper or whatever I'm using it on. So I, I prefer it that way. Um, yeah, but I have done it before where I sort of filled up the plastic first completely, then stuck the um, the rest of it on, and then I took the paint on, and it just started floating away, and it looked <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit of a, a bad one. So don't use too much water. I think what I've found helped me in regards to wet palette, like if, if you get Flow Aid, right? I don't know if you guys have ever used Flow Aid before. I've recently started using that and literally, obviously, you just, I just got my ceramic plates and I just put a tiny bit of colour on and then add the same amount of Flow Aid and mix it together. And that goes on as a thin coat really, really well. Okay. Uh, so, so much smoother with the Flow Aid. A lot, quite a lot of people use it online. Um, I'm not perfect at mixing it, I'm not going to lie, so it's still a little bit tricky, but I'm getting there and I think that's going to be the way forward for me. <laughs> I think that's one of the things you just need to try new things. I mean, I've got a um, a sit down palette coming for Christmas, so you've just ruined that for me. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so but that's the thing is, I think you just need to try new things and and just give it a go and see what works for you. Because I think everyone's style is different. I mean, John, you you paint on sprue a bit, don't you? And I think a lot yeah, of people will be like, "Oh God, I'd never do that." But it works well for what you're doing, and yeah. your models have come out quite well. Um, Whereas when I tried to do that, it just looks awful. So I prefer sort of building most of it and then maybe leaving like the head off or one of the arms off so I can, or the portions off, so I can add a bit more detail where I want it. But I think it's just trying new bits and bobs. And obviously with Tom, he just does whatever. and does whatever. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bit carried away. So. It's really annoying because like, uh, the three of us all sort of, like we said, started painting at the same time. We all encouraged ourselves to do it. And then uh, I was like, it's going to be ages. We're all going to look terrible. And then less than a month later, Tom's coming out with ones that are almost like <laughs> perfect compared to like, what I'm doing. I was like, oh, I regret doing this already. I was hoping that we'd all be terrible together. But you put me to shame. 
I got I did start quite well, I'll be honest. Yeah, I thought I was, you know, getting really good, but I've dipped a little bit lately because I've tried so many different styles, which is good in one way because I'm starting to learn what I like and don't like, but also it's it does for, for a little while at least get you a tiny bit confused. You're like, yeah. oh shit, I don't really know what my style is anymore. But I'm yeah. starting to slowly get back to getting used to what, I, what I'm using, like the silver and the metallics on, as an undercoat and the um, blood, blood angels contrast to make it look like it's that sort of metallic armor. Mm-hmm. But um, now I've got literally like, I've got an army of blood angels in about five different styles. So that <laughs> none of them look the same. One of them's got a green base. One of them's got a brown base. One of them's on a rock. It's just like, where the fuck are they? Like when they're all together, they just look so <laughs> random. But... <laughs> That's why I'm just sticking with the, um, with my basic base. I'm not putting anything on there. So it just looks like they're walking through the swamp because it's uh, for tactical reasons. I am pissed off with that though because looking at you, obviously your ones, when you put them all together and Dave's ones as well, they look so uniform. I am sort of like, I'm glad I've experimented, but yeah. I, I think with my main army, I should have been a bit more, you know, use my willpower and just gone, no, nah, I'm going to make them look, you know, tabletop ready, like you keep saying. That would have made sense, but yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's all right. That's what Games Workshop want. They want you to realize and buy more replacements. Well, do you know what? I was thinking about the other day, actually. I was thinking, like, oh, right, now I've got all these decent figures, like my Mephiston, my Vindicator, my Dreadnought, all that. And I think I'm, when, I, when I do them all uniform, like, properly, I'm going to have to buy them all again. But I thought, we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, we, we probably will. We'll probably be, like, yeah. 90 years old, and that's yeah. what we're still doing. So we'll have so much by then, it won't matter, will it? I finally painted an army. <laughs> <laughs> At least John will have an excuse about why he's painting so bad when he's 90 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. And I mean, my army's probably the, the smallest at the minute because, like you say, I've been reading more. All right? Set up, paint, painted a bit, which I really do enjoy doing. But the other thing is, I'm really, really getting into like the heresy at the minute. I, I can't get enough of it. What um, number so book I'm, is it you're on again, John? Because you've been going through them quick, haven't you? Mechanicum at the minute. Um, so is that the so eighth one, isn't it? I believe. Number, is it seven, four, no, number nine. Number yeah. nine. Eight, eight or nine. Oh, yeah, um, I've only read two chapters because obviously we've been busy um, trying to set this up the last couple of days or whatever. Well, you have. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we've just been yeah. going. What's going on, John? Come on, mate. Pull, pull, pull yeah. things together here. Come on. So, reading-wise, I'm letting myself down at the minute, and I've done even less. I started painting Typhus, and I've done his scythe, which I thought it's come out pretty good. Um, and now I'm doing like the, the flies on his back. Um, they're sort of uh, not that's as easy. A, that's as a I gnarly model, man. That he's got a yeah. lot of bits yeah. on it, hasn't it? So yeah. I will get <laughs> back into the swing of painting. I need. To. I think that's one of the things is that you, you start painting something and you really enjoy some of it and you really hate other bits. I mean, yeah. I absolutely despise doing my predator, and it took me probably two or three months to actually finish doing it. And I've picked it up like half a dozen times, and then it's gone. I'm just going to paint something else. And I think yeah. that's, you've got you to find something you passion, enjoy. Dave, yeah. You? yeah I I've heard this just... about 10 times now. It's lucky that it's actually gone. What, what is it that you don't like about painting the Predator? Was it just, it was just too big? No, I think there's just, it's just so much space. I mean, with the Rhino, I added on a few different sort of bits that you oh, could just paint and here. make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> but with the, with the Predator, it, it's just got so much space yeah. where there's just sort of nothing to do and nothing to make it interesting. So yeah. like I try to do a bit of like the free hand on it and there's so many edges and I'm not at a level yet where I can edge highlight to a good standard. 
So it just wasn't coming out how I wanted to. It's horrible. Um, and I tried doing the plasma cores and they didn't end up going like very well. And I just think everything I was trying to do to a good standard wasn't turning out how I wanted it to. So I just sort of left it and eventually it's turned out all right. But I think you, sometimes it's just, it's better to leave it rather than just ruin it because I think I could, I could have quite easily just thrown that against the wall at <laughs> some stages. So, and obviously it's a lot of money to throw against the wall. So, <laughs> yeah. the big, what's the biggest improvement you think you've made Dave with your army do you think it was switching to that contrast paint I mean well, with regards to just painting on... I think for, for bulk yeah for, for well, with my Primaris when I get my Primaris I will paint them all contrast for bulk because I, yeah, I yeah. think I, I do my sort of best results when I just bulk paint and get it all out of the way um, and then take my time with the, the models that I enjoy a bit more um, so I will just use my contrast paint and try a bit more edge highlighting with those um but I, I i can't really say that i've improved that much it's just that i take my time a bit more yeah, yeah. um because i think that i rushed it at the start because i was so bad at doing it i just thought i just want to get this out of the way but i know yeah, it's gonna be bad so i just want to get it and i think when you slow down a bit and actually put a bit more effort get some good brushes um and get some good paints that you want to use and actually have good um sort of results on on the sort of theme that you're going for um and I think they come out a lot better. I mean, my, my sword brethren, I actually hated doing those. And I think if I painted them again, I'd really enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they have a lot of detail on them that is that you can make look really nice. But like I said, I just tried to rush it <laughs> and just sponsored a load of sort of colour on and hated them. So um, I think just slowing it down, using good brushes, using good paints mm. um, and not getting so frustrated so quickly. But it's easier said than done. Yeah. And this is the great thing. So hopefully as the podcast goes on and we get better, we can talk about what we're learning, what we're enjoying, uh, different different painting techniques. We can go in a bit more detail and really spend some time going into specific things, um, especially like we can go through the law, go through the books. Because I think, I mean, I've read, um, so I read the, the Eisenhorn books first. I've read all the four of those. Uh, then I read the, three, the first three of the Space Wolves. Then 15 hours, the um, that poor uh, imperial soldier oh, <laughs> getting that, dumped on yeah. that planet of orcs. <clears throat> you know what? That I think out of every, all the books I've read in the past couple of years, and to be honest, I think I've only read about maybe eight or ten. I've slowed yeah. down quite a lot. But that book, when you got a short book, it was sort of 250 pages, was it? Something like that. And it yeah, was just that. it was just a standalone story. There wasn't anything else to worry about. You didn't have to remember 25 books that's come before it and think, oh, he's <laughs> yeah. that person. You know, whatever. Yeah. It was just short, sharp to the point. This is the Warhammer universe. This is what these people are sent to do. And there's not even any reason at their level. They're not told. They're just saying, this is what you're doing, mate. And they're like, oh, no, but this is wrong. No, just do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Just go. And that's it. Why? And, and it's actually yeah. quite like, I mean, it's, it's, you, know, you know, it's not a tearjerker, but it's actually quite sad to read through it and think that, you know, obviously it is a similar sort of thing to World War One. I, I, I felt them sort of vibes in it. Do you know what I mean? With yeah. the trenches and all that. Obviously there wasn't all that then, but... You know, it's a good book, man. You don't know that. No, yeah. You, you wasn't there. Um, yeah, and then, and then I've read like the first nine books of the Heresy, or I'm on the first nine books of the Heresy. So my knowledge of like the law is very limited to the YouTube videos that I've watched and mm. what I've read. So we can all, and we're all in various sort of spaces with that. So I think it'd be good to delve into different uh, legions and different races as we go along we can really spend some time talking about it and 
what, what we like and what we don't like. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have Dave worshipping Slanesh by the end of the next yeah, month. I think he's already, already going there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what he's getting up to in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. With his squid tentacles and whatever else. Yeah, tentacles is where it's at. So, yeah, I'll definitely go Slanesh. I think well, obviously John, he... John's Nurgle. Clearly. Corn. The first thing you sacrificed was your ears, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the ears are gone. Yeah, they're very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who was going to bring that up. Uh, I didn't want to, but then I did want to. You did. Really. All, all along. That's right. We can cut it out. We can cut it out. We can cut it off. Even, just like Dave's ears. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Sorry. An- Sorry. Enough about cutting off Dave's ears. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll. John, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say um, the the best book coming up. I think is probably I'd say about ninety percent of people have said it's the best book in the whole of the series. Is the first Heretic. So I think you're going to oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. love that, mate. Honestly, yeah. that's one of the books out of all of them that I can remember. I remember all the characters, everything. But yeah, that's, that's all about Lorgar, isn't it? Lorgar? Is it Lorgar? Yeah, the word. Yeah, the word bearers. He's got. Um, I won't put any spoilers in. I'll say one very small Erebus? bit. Erebus. Yeah. Erebus, um, and who, however you want to say his name. Um, but um, yeah, yeah uh, he's got because he's got a few decent custodian guards in there as well, who are sort of. Um, at the time in the heresy, they're sort of looking up, looking out about what the uh, chapters are getting up to, sort of like overseeing yeah. them. And uh, there's some really good bonds between the word bearers and the custodians in it. But you can still feel the tension between the two because mm. obviously everyone knows what's going to happen with the word bearers. Yeah. I won't say, but you know, um, so it's quite good, yeah. Yeah, I've got about five books to go by the look of it, so I'll look forward to that. Well, there's the I'll, other thing as well. Like, to... it, it, you need to start. I just need to pick up the hell reserves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. But, um, and the, the, the crazy thing is, as well, is like just how different people's opinions are and stuff. Like you said earlier, like, uh, you found Mechanicum well written but boring, but other people really yeah. love it. And I was like, I read Battle for the Abyss and I thought it was one of the best books I ever read. And then uh, yeah. opinions are completely divided on that. Maybe it's because I'm a child and I just like simple space battles. That's one thing I like about that's one thing I like about you, John. Literally, as soon as you've read a book and you love it or hate it, it doesn't matter. You'll go straight on that um, on that Facebook group <laughs> and you'll go, "This is what I think," and start an argument immediately. <laughs> I don't go on to start. I always go on to um, find out like, what people like about things or what, why people didn't like it. Because I remember reading it and seeing a few people saying it was terrible. So I just asked a question. It's not my fault yeah. that people like to shout at me. I think the best one I've seen of you so far, John, is straight after Space Wolf. When you add, even add William King on the thing, and he's oh. going, like the actual writer of the Space Wolf books, is that, and John's going, yeah, I didn't like it when he kept saying this and kept saying that. But actually, do you know what? I, I respect that because so many people on there just say, oh, it wasn't great, but, you know, I'd rather someone just say, yeah, it was fucking shit, or it was, this is what I thought, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't think it was shit. I just thought it was repetitive that he kept telling me that he had a great sense of smell. I was like, yeah, I found that in the first book. Didn't need it all through the third one as well. I think, I mean, I mean, we were lucky that he actually sort of explained that, didn't he? Is that he was basically yeah, told to, to do that to make it a bit more yeah. sort of readable for people, and which, which explained a lot of it. And yeah, if John didn't start an argument, then we would never have known. And I it didn't been, start an argument. But... <laughs> I clear it up. I went on to a, a, a book club website and put my opinion out there to find out what other people think. And someone snaking, snakes me up and tagged the author in it. And I was like, there's no way he's ever going to see that. And 10 minutes later, he appeared 
And I, um, yeah, I don't think he cares. I'm nobody. Like he's written, <laughs> he's written some good books. I did enjoy yeah. it. I just found that the third one, um, I found the second one was the hard one to get through. I really yeah. liked the first one and the third one. Yeah, yeah, they were good. So, I, yeah. I enjoyed the whole omnibus, and I, and that's what I said. I do enjoy a lot of the books, and mm. I think that they add a lot to the to the tabletop side of things because the law makes it interesting because yeah. a lot of the time the models are quite outdated for i mean the first born space marines obviously they've got the primaris now you look at a lot of the xeno races and then a lot of them are really outdated and the law makes it a lot more interesting than the actual mm. sort of models so to speak yeah i think um so we'll we'll, we'll work it out and we'll we'll delve into more specific details as we go along and we'll dedicate episodes to things um, certain subjects as we go along but I think for now I think we'll do a couple of quick quick hits so first one is what do you what's your best part what's your favorite thing about Warhammer who's this question going out to young John all of you we'll all answer it we'll all answer them just quick Hogwarts. just quickly but seeing as our Shane's been in it the longest I'll leave it down to him to start yeah I I, I think for me the coolest thing is I so I, I love the lore I love all of that but I really just like the models. <laughs> I love the models. I love the, you know, everything from the, the real, like, classic, you know, we just talked about some of the firstborn. Like, I'm looking at one of the old blood claw uh, sculpts in front of me now, and they're just, they just <clears throat> look cool. Like, you know, you can't take away from it. Like, old school models, even the new Primaris, the, just the way they've put them together, the, the models themselves look cool. And if you can, uh, if you can paint them up good, paint them up, paint them up nice, you know, there's something that deserves, you know, pride of place on the, on the mantelpiece or whatever. And then the law just goes on to make it that much richer, but yeah. it all starts with a model for me. I just love some of the models. I think they're amazing. Dave. Yeah, I, 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 I'd agree with that. Actually. I think when you actually get a decent amount together, that is what gets a lot of people into it is that you walk into a Warhammer shop and they've got it all set up and they've got it all on the, on the display. And when it is actually really well done, then you go, wow, that is, that, that looks cool. Yeah. Um, but I think it is the law that, that makes it for me, the whole sort of background story um, that builds the whole universe. Because I think that, it, it, especially with Warhammer, you can build your own sort of, obviously we can have your own chapters, you can make your sort of own law. And it's, very, it's a very rich um, sort of environment in that sense, is that um, you can, it can go so far. There's yeah. no sort of um, finite thing to it. I think that's what interested me the most is the law um, going forward and that it's not stopping. It's just a lot of what we don't know about the past, about what's <coughs> happened, about the actual sort of, um, obviously the end of the Horus Heresy. I know a bit of it, um, how it all sort of... Don't spoil it. Sort of <laughs> how it all came to a head, how it all came to a head. And a lot of that is still unknown and a lot of sort of new races and, and bits and bobs that could eventually come out. Um, I think that, the law is the main thing. Like you yeah. say, the models, models are what get people into it, but the law is what keeps it going, I think, for me. Yeah. Tom? I think for me, I mean, as you know, I like the creative side of it, so I'm always doing the kit bashes. Um, obviously, I'm doing a lot of playable kit bashes as well, so it's not just, you know, for the purpose of just creativity, um, but I like making something unique, especially I like the basing as well. I've uh, got quite into that, you know, making my models actually stand out from the crowd a little bit more than just a little black, you know, thing that's circle on the bottom um but also yeah. the, com the community as a whole i mean obviously we've had a shit year everyone knows i'm not going to go on about covid and all that but 2020 has been just awful no one's been able to do anything but you sit down you've got your insta you've got your facebook groups obviously you've got your mates so you can do stuff like this with 
just the community as a whole it's sort of like you know you can learn things learn tips you know you can go on youtube there's so much to learn and everyone's yeah. so far everyone's been willing to help as well and yeah. no one's apart yeah. from the odd few that john upsets pretty much every week <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the book club thing <laughs> there's pretty much everyone on insta and that that us lot yeah. speak to they're like oh work you know good on you mate i like this they'll share your story they'll share your picture they're just really friendly and i think that's the best thing that i've found so far without yeah. a doubt yeah, yeah, and I think I'm looking forward to to sort of going into games and stuff like that, and and dealing with with other players and seeing that sort of go into a bit more. Obviously, we're all online at the moment, whereas when we can eventually go into a store and maybe play a game with some new people, I think that'd be interesting to actually build a bit more of a community yeah. in in yeah. the real world rather than <laughs> social media as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I think if you so if you're playing a game with someone, literally straight after, you'll say, "Oh yeah, good game, mate, whatever," and you'll be like. What did you use for that? You know that that piece of armor or whatever. I mean, how did you shade that? And you get into a conversation, it just goes goes nuts from there. Basically. Yeah, it depends if I win or not. If I lose, I'm going home. <laughs> flipping the table. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you'll win every game, John, if you um, do what you did when we played around my house that time and just used every gun and didn't have, didn't have the points up for it and just destroyed everything with one blow. Well, I didn't realise you had to add the weapons as separate points. I thought it was just a model comes as all, but this and. That's why we're learning, isn't it? So I can win. <laughs> yeah. What about you? It's the same. It's the books. It's um, like that, and that's what really drew me. I, I remember looking for something new to read and just seeing a picture of a Space Marine like battle and thought, Do you know what? I'm going to uh, see what all the fuss was about. Like why Tom was so mm-hmm. into it. And then, like I said, I, I read those Eisenhorn books and know nothing about it. And I'm, I'm going to have to read them again, like eventually knowing what I know now because so much must have gone over my head but yeah like without knowing too much about Warhammer it was some of the best some of the best books I've ever read the, the story was great the arc was great from start to finish the fact that um as well I only just realized that he um the spin-offs into Ravnor and now Beckwin as well or Beckwin however you say it um I'm definitely gonna have to revisit it because it's just it's I just like the law I like knowing everything about everything and i feel like like you say as well i thought that the heresy was done and all the detail was out there but like obviously the specifics of certain battles are still being written especially like the big key ones just fascinates me i can't re- i can't wait to read it um I, i'm enjoying the painting surprisingly i might not be the best but it's, i sit down focus sort of watching like youtube people playing the games and stuff I'm, I'm quite enjoying that and obviously i think as well having you guys we've all started doing this together and just having someone else actually interested to talk about it you can't beat it really can you that's what friends are for john that's, that's what, what friends are for, are for. <laughs> we'll start singing in a minute yeah so th- right. that should be our outro every week i reckon just a song just screaming like cats being hit with a baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so quickly then like it doesn't matter what it's about but what's a quick tip that you've picked up in the short time you've been doing it maybe painting or anybody can whatever i think for me i like the um my most recent one just because it's um effective for my style of um the army how i want it to look now with the blood angels which is um using a primer that's either a, a gold like a retributor gold spray or i'm using an ar- army painter um plate plate mail i think it's called which is just like a silvery sort of spray 
and then going over with literally just one decent coat of Blood Angels contrast or pretty much any contrast paint I think would work. Uh, and it literally does turn up looking like metallic armor. It completely changes the, the look of the, the whole model. And uh, that's, yeah, I saw someone doing it to, for their Thousand Suns army and I gave it a go and it actually looks pretty decent. It's hard to capture it in the light when you take a picture of it in person. Yeah. When you have a look, it does really, you know, sets it off quite nicely. So yeah, that was probably the one for me. Yeah, I'd say don't be afraid to try new things. Being Slaneshi, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think specifically with me, I, I mean, the freehand inside of things has made my models sort of pop a bit more, in my opinion. I, I really enjoyed that and think they had a bit more character to it. But the whole time I was thinking, I'm just going to ruin this, I'm just going to ruin this. It's going to look awful. But they come out half decent. And I think just trying it and just giving it a go um, and not being too worried to sort of try again if it doesn't go quite right and just experiment in a bit I have to say I'm, full, I'm full jealous on, of your dry, dry brushing days I think your dry brushing is really good because I, I've tried that as you know on a few things and I just mm. get carried away but you've got it you're quite patient with that aren't you yours looks really good yeah I think I think again is that that is like I say I, I, I've batched paint a lot of mine so I've literally mm. just sprayed and then um, dry brushed added a few details for a lot of it um, and some of it I've just gone it was it came out awful and i think again mm. just trying it and making sure you're not using too much um it came out really well i think on the rhino the best is because it has a lot of edges on the rhino yeah um and i think just taking your time with it like i said earlier it's just taking your time with it not not rushing anything because it comes out a lot nicer when you you do take your time rather than just going all like that all over the place so yeah what's your earphones yeah, <laughs> if, if they stay in your ears, you've got any. We can cut that bit out. Don't say that. It's just going to be a podcast about my fucking ears, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what is? Uh, I think for me, one of the things that I have learned is to try not to put my models together too quickly. Yeah, like I, mm. <clears throat> like that's the thing is because I love the models, I want to put them together. Like I've got a box of. Uh, like Wolfguard Terminators, and I just want to put them together because I love the look of them. Mm. But I know that if I put them together, it's then going to be a nightmare for the way that I paint. And <clears> like yeah. you know, some of the, the the one the Ultramarines I've already done, like it's just painful trying to get the brush like at the back of a cloak because I've stuck the uh, I've actually glued the backpack on. So it's trying not, for me, it's trying not to put the models together too quickly. Sitting on what, my hands um, a little bit. What what is your style, Shane? If you don't mind me asking, with regards to how you set up to paint, because obviously I, I I am quite lazy when it comes to I literally like you said just want to put them all together and then I paint yeah. them from there. But I do have a little bit of trouble with some of the more detailed figures. Um, so do you have you got like a setup of the way you do it? Yeah, well, it, it's <clears> taken a while to get it because as I said, I started uh, when I started painting like the first strike stuff. I did that where they were all broken down, so painted each like arm differently and you know, separately and did it that way and then glued them all together. And then I'd watched a YouTube video where someone said, no, no, I paint them together all stuck together. And I did that with like the Lord of Contagion. And it was so hard to paint him because mm. he's wearing a cloak and you can't get your, your brush around the back. And yeah, that, that was really <clears throat> painful. And then now what I do is, as I said, I will try not to put them together. I'll cut them, you know, I'll clip the models out, tidy them up as much as possible, undercoat them, with one of the the contrast undercoats that they recommend which at the moment is is it gray gray seer i think i use it yeah yeah so gray seer for the for the marines 
and then I'll get my contrast paints out and do the majority of it with contrast paints and then the metallics I'll, I'll follow up with that and then once that's done I'll glue it together and then do the basing and touching it up so it it, it just it's like because as I said I've got a tray of my blood claws at the moment I just want the models together but I know that if I wait it will look better once it's all done it will be easier on me than uh, than sticking them together and then struggling to get like in the armor in the armor creases with a with a bit of black and splodging it up their arm somewhere yeah so yeah it's it's definitely break it down and then try and be patient that's the way i'm going yeah i would say uh, my my tip is don't be lazy look look it all up because uh like painting like before which is ironic when you say you've never bloody watched a tutorial and all the time the me and Tom were saying, watch this, try this. But this, is, but this is what I'm saying. This, what, what I've learned already is don't be lazy. Watch the tutorials and and listen to what people are saying because I was stubborn saying, nah, just splodge it on, mate. It looks great. It doesn't look great. Um, you've got to look it up because like, put, trying to put my army list together and I've, I've painted all these models. I've stuck like... Um, the same, the same weapons on uh, on so many marines, and you can only use two of them in, in an army. Um, what are they called? The um, light, light launcher. Light, light launcher. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, you can only use so many. I've got four <laughs> black launchers here that are, are completely useless. I was going to um, say, as a, as a complete aside, like because that you did that with the uh, the app, right? The war, the, yeah. the forty k app. Are you paying for that? Mm-hmm. Just you know, if, yeah. Are you? Oh, is everyone here paying for these? I'm, I, have, no, I haven't signed up for it. Yeah, three ninety nine a month. I yeah, think I'm under. Like I, I thought it was it was good value when I first got it, and then all the ninth edition stuff started coming out, so you could only see the ninth edition rules in there if you paid for them. Like separately. that was bad. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that doesn't feel right. But then they've added the Battleforge piece in there, which I do like because it's like, um. Apparently, the one everyone used to use was something called Battlescribe. I don't know if you guys have ever heard yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, Glenn yeah. told us about that. Yeah, yeah so Battleforge is like their, I think, uh, probably their official version, which was all right, apart from I know, John, you came unstuck with your blight launchers, and I've come unstuck <laughs> looking yeah. at my, uh, my blood claws. In the, you know, I've, got, I've got about eight power fists, so I'm only allowed one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all out the window. And, and that's sort of my point, because... If I just looked on the actual description of the model, if you scroll down just a little bit past the stats, it does say two people can carry this. And I was like, oh, well. Oh, is that what that thing on your Instagram was all about, John, when you put it up on your story? Because I was like, like, yeah, just read it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And this this is the other thing. So I say ask questions because it's the only way to learn and then you can sort of kick yourself. But do not ask the uh, reading order for the heresy because you just get torn apart. People just shout at you for no reason. They're like, "Oh, here we go again." It's like it's not my fault. I only discovered it a couple of weeks ago. I thought there was like some. I thought it was like Star Wars, where there's all different ways to watch it. And there are people like to read it all chopped up, but I'm just reading it one to a hundred at the minute. I think it's that's easier. the best way, mate. Oh. Yeah, you, I mean, you can you can all, you can always sort of see where it all fits in in the end. So it's not like yeah. you know, it doesn't really mm. matter. There's only so many arguments I can have on on. Uh, Facebook and Instagram with people or get shouted at. I think or, you could have more, to be honest. With your personality, <laughs> your addictive personality, I think there's no doubt you could handle at least 10 arguments in one day on various yeah, different platforms. Probably. I know. I don't, I, just don't have the t- I don't have the time. I can't paint models and get shouted at on the internet by strangers. 
And I thought, let's let's start a podcast where people just think, oh my God, and shout at me there. Yeah. <laughs> I can already see the comments right. coming in. You lot oh, fucking God. useless. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing. He's got no ears. What the fuck's going on with that? What's that hat he's wearing? Like, what's that is? <laughs> and before before we finish, I want I I want to put you on the spot with a game, uh, and this is just going to show either how little we know, or if we're at least on the most basic of footings. So the, the first game, I can't play because I've got the answers in front of me, because this is my. So oh, I that's, do, that's, that's, that's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll only participate in this game if you say it in the way of the saw bloke. The way the saw bloke. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? There you go. I'll play. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Right. Cool. So the, it's two. It's two rounds um, for now. Anyway, and it's pretty easy. And I'm just going to go in the order that you're on my screen. So it'll be Shane, Tom, Dave. All I want you to do is name for this first round all the different Legion names for the Astartes. Okay. Does that make sense? So just do one oh, each. We'll go Ooh. around until. Yeah. All right. Well, you don't, no, you, you, you mean don't, you mean the main the main legions? The, the, yeah, the, the eighteen of them. The, the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. The main eighteen legions. So we go Shane, Tom, Dave. We'll just go round until either one person can't go on because they can't think of any more, and then we'll end it there. Or if we can get all of them, then at least you know that uh, you're on good footing. Okay, okay, I will go with the first legion, the Dark Angels. Okay. Tom. Um, I I'll go with. The Emperor's Children. I think they're the third third legion. Imperial fists. Uh, the well, the Lunar Wolves. Yeah, you can have. Le- or what? Or what else are they? Well, because well, they're they're one of the original founders, yeah. aren't they? But they're the uh, yeah. they're heretical, obviously now. Well, they're sort of three, aren't they? Should yeah. we just name all three? So you've got the Lunar Wolves, Sons of Horus, and mm. the Black Legion. Black Legion. Bonus points there, then, because uh, <laughs> that's not on my list. See, that's how little I know. Uh, cool. On to you, Dave. Mean it. Uh, space Wolves. Oh, Space Wolves, yeah. <clears throat> I'll go with White Scars. Shane? Oh, White Scars. Just miss me out, John. It's fine. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's because you, you got the bonus points, so I was, I was oh, okay, letting you no. off. I'll let you off. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> We, we've done Thousand Sons. We haven't done them yet, have we? No, we haven't done Thousand Sons. Uh, back to you, Tom. <laughs> okay, we'll, go, we'll, we'll just get it. Right. Blood Angels, obviously. Yeah. Dave? That's who I was going to go for. Um, <clears throat> I can't think of any more off the top of my head right now. Oh, go on, the come main, on. The main most boring ones, Dave. Yeah, the Smurfs. Oh, People are screaming. Ultramarines. Oh. oh, what a moron. <laughs> oh, all right. We're halfway there. Can, uh, can we do the rest? Hang on, I'm trying to think who we've had. Hang on, I'm just checking Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're looking. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> oh, the uh, the the uh, Raven Raven Guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Tom, I'm going to be letting the team down on this one. World Eaters. World Eaters. Yeah. Angron's mob. Yeah. Dave, can you get can you pull another um, one out? Alpha Legion? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one? 
Yeah. John, read out what we've got so far. Okay, so we've got the Dark Angels, the Emperor's Children, Imperial Fists, Lunar Wolves, Sons of Horus, Black Legion, Space Wolves, White Scars, Thousand Sons, Blood Angels, Ultramarines, Raven Guard. <coughs> we can't read my writing there. Uh, Iron Hands. Iron no. Hands. There you go. You've got Alpha Legion. And you've got... Uh... Who's next? My go? Yeah. Yep. Salamanders. Oh, so... Salamanders. <laughs> I wish I'd jumped in with that one. That's, that was my one. There's another... Uh, is it Iron Warriors? Hurt your elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Warriors. Yes. Uh, of course, we haven't said the, uh, the Death Guard either. Death Guard. Word bearers. Yep. Word bearers. <clears throat> one more. There's one, one more. more. Oh, what was the uh, the Night Lords? Night Lords. Yeah, yeah, there the you one. go. Yeah. Cool. Well done. We got there in the end. It was not too painful, I guess. But I think I made it more painful than it needed. I, to I thought you were going to make us go through successor chapters. That's what no. I was doing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. If we're still doing this in six months, maybe that'll be the challenge. Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, you already surprised me. I didn't know Black Legion, so there we go. Right. Second round, then. Same again. Just name the Primarchs. So mm. we'll go Shane, Tom, Dave again. And this time we'll try and stay in order. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, go got on, Shane. One behind me there, Lehman Russ. Yep. I'm going to go with Sanguinius, obviously. Yep. Rogel Dawn. Nice. <laughs> uh, the wings. Robote, uh, girly man. <laughs> yeah. Angrod. Yep. Vulcan. Nice. Uh, Lorgar. Yep. Perturabo. Yep. Horus. Uh, Jagatai. Is that how you say that? Is it? I don't know. It could be Jagatai. It could be Jagatai. Well, so I've, 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 I've been saying Jagatai in my head, so that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, we had so far, John. I can't. I've missed one of them out that someone said. So we've had Lehman Russ, Sanguinius, Rogel Dawn, Robot Gilliman, Angron Vulcan, Lorgar, Trobo, Hor- Horus. And uh, Jagai. Fulgrim. <clears throat> Fulgrim. Motarian. Yep. Uh, Alpharius. Yes. I'm Alpharius. And his brother. Who's his brother? Omegon. There yeah, you Omegon. go. It is a Bonus point. Um, Conrad Curse. Yep. I'm going to be letting the team down again. I can't think of any more. How many are we missing, John? We've, we've uh, still got. I know there's, there's still three least, more. There's at least two I know. There's so we haven't done the lion, Lionel Johnson. Yeah, yeah. that was an easy one. <laughs> I think um, we went. We did Rogel Dawn, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, Rogel Dawn. No, I've gone for I'm afraid. It's Chorus Corvax, the Raven Guard. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Good one, man. Who else? Ah, uh, yeah, who else is there? 
So now there's two more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I think. Have we done. Have we, we done Mag? Have we done Magnus? No, you haven't done Magnus. And then the uh, last one. We done. We did Mortarium. We did two, two names. Oh, I can't remember. I can't think. Of the Iron Hands. Oh, Ferris Manus. Oh, Ferris yeah. Manus. There we go. You always forget him because he. Uh, yeah. yeah, I won't say. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that that's sort of shown our ass to the world. But hey, it's, it's a good starting place. It's a good measuring stick for going forward. Okay. Yeah, the guys at Iron and Ceramite don't even know who the Primarchs are. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's all part I know, of the plan. It's been good, man. Yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. I'm sure you guys have. Yeah, yeah okay. It's been fun. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, hopefully, the podcast will be, you'll be watching it anyway, but hopefully, we'll be out on YouTube, uh, Spotify at least, um, and a few other places once I figure all the uh, workings out. Um, if you want to actually come and speak to us or have a look at our armies and that, all four of us are on Instagram. If you go onto the Iron and Ceramite Instagram, you'll find links to all four of us. Uh, otherwise, I'm falconite underscore Eddie. Shane is? Uh, I'm at uh, adeptus underscore mansfieldicus. And Tom? I'm a, at average painter 85. And Dave? I'm at the Namakaj Crusade. Really easy. Really easy to find. <laughs> but Iron and Ceramite, go onto there and you can find us all on there. And obviously, we're happy to uh, have a chat um, and you can tell us how bad we are at everything, and and we'll probably send us all some abuse. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, we are also on Facebook <clears throat> and Twitter. It's Iron Ceramite. You can find us there. Uh, so, unless anyone else has got any knowledge bombs they want to drop, no, all good. No? I mean, it, it'd be good. it'd be good. For, it'd be good for anyone who does see this, who does look us up in our armies or whatever, just to uh, if there's any topics they think that we might want to speak about, or if they're interested in, just uh, let us know. We can always. Yeah. Uh, Give a shout out to whoever asks and answer some questions if we know it, which is probably yep. a no, but <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. And there's so much to talk about and we're not going to be able to uh, think of everything. So yeah, give us some suggestions or anything or anything. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah we're we've done. Managed Let's it. go out in glory. <laughs> yeah, <we're done. laughs> One and done. Okay. So with that, that is exterminatus. Cool. You had to get that in there, didn't you? I did. I like that. <laughs> Just idea. had to. I, I like <laughs> it. As always, we would like to thank you for listening to our Iron and Ceramite podcast. If you liked us, then you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and any other good podcast services. Just remember, in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. All right. Yeah. What do you think of my uh, my background? <laughs> it looks familiar. Do do do. Dave. Swipe across. There we go. I can see Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. All good. <clears> Thank <throat> you.
Am I going to be the only person without a book there? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm going <laughs> to change it in a minute. Is it better with the headphones? Yeah, much yeah. better. Yeah. <clears throat> Fellas? Hey, Tommy. Audio is working well this time? Yeah, cool. Do you like my background? Oh my god. <laughs> it's all, one's enough. <laughs> also, do you mind if I use this time as well just to laugh at Dave's no ears? Just to get it out of my system. This is, yeah. I've, I've specifically <laughs> done it at an <laughs> angle. Kate, so that Dave's no ears. ears. <laughs> Kate, Kate wants to see your earless face. <laughs> if I look like straight a... on... It's earless. Yeah, it it's funny, like great. <laughs> Which is exactly why I've done it at an angle, so you can see some ears. Why are they talking to a testicle? I love the bits that had like the uh, all of the Titan legions in. I thought they were really good. Like, I liked those sucked. bits. That was the one good bit. The Titan um, battles as well were really good in there, in that yeah. book, I remember. Um, <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> These fucking ears are taking over, aren't they? But... <laughs> I'll see if it looked better on the side, but I just, I'm using like a fucking weird cable thing that holds up an oh, iPad. Right. I'm, I'm going to fashion it. I'm going to fashion you some ears from green stuff, and next next episode, and then we'll, and we'll pop them on. <laughs> just have these big ears. Right. So, should we just do a, a, a dry run of the intro, just so because I need to get it out of my system and yeah, go on. Yeah, we'll leave. We'll leave you chat, mate. All right. <clears throat> Okay. So, don't laugh. Kate's sitting there judging me now. I can see it. You're going to put me off. <laughs> that's why I wore the hat. So I can go like that. Yeah. That's what most of the podcasts, when I get embarrassed, it's like, oh, God, this is going badly. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first and pilot episode of the Iron and Ceramite podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John. I'm joined first and hopefully not for the last time, by my friends, Shane. Hi there, nice to meet you all. Tom. You right, guys? And no ears. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Right, I'm going to put the kettle on, I think, because I'm going to have a coffee. Because I've read that. Could have, could have done that first. I could have, but <laughs> it would be cold by, it would be, it'd be cold by the time we start. So I wanted to have it while we're going. It's supposed to help keep your voice from cracking. Oh, two in seconds. your case, it'd be helpful. Ha ha ha. Right, we're, go we're going again. Okay. Get my bogeys out quickly before we start. I think we should start that. That's a perfect intro, I think. A bit of a <laughs> welcome to I us. Let's play my... Put... <laughs> <laughs> we put it on the outtakes. Right. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the pilot episode of the Iron and Zero <laughs> podcast. What are you laughing at? <laughs> oh, I felt confident then. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Right. All right. I got it out of my system. Let's right. go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like thought it was it. a good idea. Perhaps we should. Perhaps we should all wave when you say, "And that is exterminatus," and we all go. Oh, like, we like, on, like on, like on Hi guys. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah.